Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg. It's the 14th day of January. We are back on a Sunday, and we can't thank you enough for letting us be a part of your weekend mornings. We're back on Saturdays, too. And college football is behind us, and we are back. Now, next weekend, we'll be on from 7 until 10. 7.30. 7.30 till 10. Yeah. You can tune in at 7. And then, <laughs> and then um, the following week, we'll be back to uh, 6 to 10. Before we bring our guest on here, and actually, this is sort of a nice little lead-in to uh, bringing in Jeff Schultz, is because I don't care who it is, you work in this particular business, Sports Talk Radio, yeah. and you take a week off, go on vacation, and something happens. And while you're on vacation, even though you're enjoying yourself, you think of eight things that you go, oh, man, I wish I had a chance to get on tomorrow and talk about such and such and blah, blah, blah. But yet you, you're on vacation. Yeah. You got to sit there and, you yeah. know, and let it go. And then when you come back, it's already been chewed. It's kind of like us on Sundays. Stuff happens on Monday and we get here on Sunday and everybody's had a chance at it. Anyway, it got me thinking about our next guest. In what happened last week? <laughs> so I tell you what, would you do the honors? And, that, and that's why we wanted to have. Yeah, this that's guy why on. we wanted. I mean, you. people here in Atlanta, you, you you've enjoyed reading his, his columns uh, for a number of years, and uh, my goodness, he's decided to call it a career. Uh, Jeff Schultz, formerly of the AJC, AJC.com, and the Athletic. Welcome, uh, morning, to the Jeff. Show. Good morning, man. Good morning. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And yeah, I don't. I don't understand that, like, when I retire, suddenly everybody has to retire. I mean, Nick Saban feels compelled to retire. and I mean, I, 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 I'm happy just to have had some, some low level of impact on some readers. That's great. But I really never thought me retiring would have a ripple effect on every football coach in America. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's what I we got to blame it on somebody. We got to blame it on yeah. you. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Blame it on me on the way out the door. Sure. I don't know, but I didn't, I, I didn't get the memo that when he left the athletic, well, we've decided to part ways. <laughs> it wasn't worded like that, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. No. It, is, it is pretty bizarre what's going on, though. I'll say that. I mean, it, all these names all at once. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, yes, uh, to your to your initial point, um, I really my brain isn't there yet. I'm, I'm still I'm not in full 4:30 dinner afternoon shuffleboard mode yet at all. It's um, <laughs> my my head is uh, my head is still in story ideas and things I would write um, related to 
stuff that's going on in the NFL, stuff that's going on with the Falcons, college football, Nick Saban, stuff that's going on with the Hawks. I mean, um, how all these moves they made backfired. I mean, there's um, there's a million columns going through my head every day, but I'll I'll get there one day. It just might take about a year. <laughs> Can, 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 can you do that? Can, can you take a break for a year? I don't know. I I, um, I went into it. I, I did the job for 42 years, Sam, officially. I mean, full-time. But, you know, my head started thinking about story ideas obviously back in high school or whatever when I decided this is what I wanted to do for a living. And so um, it, I, I think I'm always going to – I'm not going to be able to ever view – go to a game and view a sports game like a, a fan would view a game because I think what you're in the business, you um, it sort of minimizes the hero worship and you understand how things work behind the scenes and you can still enjoy how the game is played and you still have relationships with a lot of these guys um, or people involved in sports. But you, you, you see the game, when you watch a game, like I, I watch the game and I see story ideas or angles or um, I, I want to know how a certain person is doing and responding to situations. It's not so much just who wins and loses. Um, um, I don't think that's ever going to change. Uh, and, and in terms of me, I went into it knowing it would take a while, but look, if in six months, let's say I'm going crazy, you know, maybe I start, I start a sub stack of freelancer, Frankly, maybe I go to Trader Joe's and stock shelves for twenty hours a week just to, get that, <laughs> just to have something to do. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I kind of went into this with. I, I have other things in my life too that I'm pretty passionate about that take up some time, but I went into this really kind of not knowing. Um, so more is to be revealed, I guess you could say. Jeff Schultz joining uh, Sam and Greg Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com. All right, well, listen, I would love to try and play a little game with you, and I'll just throw mm-hmm. these out there, if you will, not necessarily giving me the story, but giving me you use the word angle. Which angle would right. you take of these that happened last week that to you is the most compelling? Whether it's Michigan doing what they did in getting the chip, whether it's uh, uh, the, the the Falcons again changing quarterbacks, whether it's the retirements, whether it's Pete Carroll who doesn't get mentioned in any of this this past week, right? Yeah, being the, yeah. Whichever one of those you'd like to address, but what would be the one story that you'd like to write that from the events of last week? Well, just because I live here in Atlanta and and a lot of my readership is based in Atlanta. It would, it would probably be Falcons related. And um, it would like the initial story when Arthur Smith got fired. And I, I'm, I'm probably one of a few people on an Island who, who don't think he should have been fired. I thought he should have been given another year, but um, it probably would have been something big picture related to the Falcons. This would be, um, this will be the sixth coach that Arthur Blank and Rich McKay, primarily just those two people, are um, are hiring. And um, I think at some point you step back and change the process. And I'm not saying that um, Arthur Blank has to sell the team or anything like that. Um, but I, I, I personally think if I were making the decision within the Falcons, it would be hiring a big-picture person um, effectively to replace – Rich McKay, I don't know if Rich is going to retire soon at some point. I heard some rumors, but here he is in charge of another coaching search. And I'm, you know, this is, again, this is, this is going on for more than 20 years now. And I think at some point you have to, you have to step back. If you're other blank, I mean, he has to step back and realize maybe there's something about the process 
um, maybe we're doing something wrong and needs to change. And I, I would do that first, uh, a president of football operations or whatever, before I ever figured out what next hot coordinator or to, to hire or whether I should dance with Bill Belichick, basically. Yep. Uh, from a national perspective, there's all those bunch of other stories. I mean, you can go Michigan, you can go NFL owners going crazy. Um, <laughs> back to the Pete Carroll thing and the Mike Vrabel thing and um, some like Bill Belichick, but um, that, that would be where I would stick to locally. Wow, folks. Spending time on the waitfor.com hotline with Jeff Schultz. And, and you know what? Until he decides what's he going to do, if he's going to, you know, come off the porch or whatnot, he's still social. You can find him at Jeff Schultz ATL at Jeff Schultz ATL. Uh, you know, you probably get busy over there watching some things he's doing. All right, down I twenty. Um, you know, we found yeah. out that the, the guy in Tuscaloosa is stepping out. Um, right. Do you have any idea? Do you have any inkling idea that that might happen? You see, that you see that kind of happening? Yeah. Um, no, because I. Well, I think those of us in the industry, anyone who's watched college football has known that Nick Saban has been worn out, not so much by the coaching, but by NIL and the transfer portal and a lot of things that a lot of these coaches, particularly older coaches, have never had to deal with before. Um, I don't think anybody ever envisioned Nick Saban as a guy who was going to sit on his boat on Lake Oconee and do nothing. And um, unlike me, if I had a boat on Lake Oconee. Um, And so – I, I have a hard, I had a hard time seeing that, um, and and I certainly wouldn't want to be, you know, the coach that replaces Nick Saban. Um, I would want to be the coach who replaces the coach who <laughs> replaced Nick Saban. But I think anytime you you see a guy in a sport for that long who's been the most dominant, arguably the greatest college football coach of all time, and that has just been so much of his life, it's 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 hard to see him stepping back. My only issue with with the the way that whole thing was handled, guys, was was that when he did it, he did it, and nobody's really written this or is talking about this that much, but he did it after recruiting that signing day was done. He did it after the transfer portal was uh, this this part of this transfer portal was complete, and he did it after a lot of guys had enrolled for this early semester at Alabama. Which is which would make it very difficult for them. They could still transfer, I guess, but they cannot now enroll early somewhere else. And so nobody's really talking about that because everybody's you know celebrating Nick Saban and what this means for college football. But I think people should talk about that a little bit. What he did on the way out the door to sort of protect the Alabama program, but really in some ways you know doing a disservice to all those kids. That's just my view. Um, but I'll be very interested to see. I think if Nick Saban goes into TV, I think he'd be great. Um, I think if he, he if he sat in a um, in a studio, it was analyzed stuff. I think he's really good in that area. Um, but it, it's hard to imagine him not on a sideline in football. Yeah, and if he does that, he's got to look at the person he's talking to and quit looking at the camera. You ever notice that when he does an interview? <laughs> he stares right at the camera, not the person who's asking him the questions. Right. Hey, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game with Jeff Schultz here. Jeff, you mentioned 40-plus years of doing what you do. Which one of the local teams or programs will you miss covering the most? Ooh. Um, that's a good question because each, each sport, it, it, it's not so much that. It's a good question. It's not so much 
what sport or what team as it is individuals. And I, and there are individuals on all the teams. I have relationships with all the coaches and general managers. Um, each sport is different in the way it's laid out, both in terms of uh, games, uh, media access, uh, level of media access and, and, and timing of things. So like I grew up probably covering more pro football than, than anything else. So I'm probably still connected to the storylines in the NFL more than anything else. Obviously around here, college football is huge. Um, but you know, I, I'm, I'm always interested to see what the Braves are doing in the off season and how they're responding to situations. Um, I probably have as good a relationship with Alex Anthopoulos as, as any general manager in town. Um, and we, you know, we still talk and text all the time, um, despite the fact that some people think I'm out to get the Braves. <laughs> it's <really> not <laughs> the case. Um, and um, I'm fascinated to see what the Hawks are going to do um, in their situation. What needs to happen, uh, man? With the Hawks? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, um, I, you know, when they made the DeJounte Murray trade initially, they gave up way too much and, and, and without any real evidence that DeJounte and Trey Young were going were gonna to work as a backcourt. I think that's the reason Travis Schlink, the, at that point, he wasn't really the general manager. I think he was team president, was sort of outgoing. Travis, as far as I know, was not in favor of the trade, not because he didn't like DeJounte as a player, but because he thought they were, the team would be giving up way too much and because he didn't think he and Trey would, would really work. And I think that's sort of been borne out. And now the Hawks are in all these rumors about trading DeJounte Murray, and they're not obviously going to get nearly what they traded for him. Um, if I'm, I mean, again, if I'm running the Hawks, everything's on the table. Everything's on the table, including Trey Young. I, I think, I think if you're really committed to Quinn Snyder as your coach, you, and it's like, and you're convinced Quinn's going to be here for a while. You have to go to Quinn and say, what works for you? And I, I, I'm not, I don't have a lot of confidence. Like Landry Fields and Kyle Korver are great, smart guys, but they really haven't, proven themselves in a front office situation. And, and so I don't have a lot of confidence in them to be able to fix this. I would go to Quinn Snyder and say, what, what is it you need? What is it you want? And to me, everything's on the table. You know, uh, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but it's not going to be a quick fix. That's all. Earlier in the show, um, Sam and I, we talked about the fact that today was the day. We get a lot of insignificant information out on this show, but today was the day that Ted Turner became the CEO of the Braves back in the mid-'70s. Uh, I asked you about the teams, but do you, through your 40-plus years, have a couple favorite owners of the local teams that you have? And if you say Rankin-Smith, I'll be surprised. But do you, do you, do, do, do you have owners uh, that uh, you know have a soft spot for you? Um. Whoa. Well, I, I mean, I have to say Arthur Blake, really, honestly, because I knew him a little bit, a little bit. Um, he was actually a member of my synagogue <laughs> um, <laughs> before he before he bought the Falcons. Uh, I, I here in Atlanta, we're talking about, right? Because right, right. They've been owners in other cities. Um, and in terms of access, um, he was always accessible to me. I could text him, you know, and sometimes he would respond and call me back. And other times he would say, I just don't want to talk about that right now publicly or which is fine. Um, but he always, he was always interested in, in, in what the media was, re- was reporting. 
Um, we've had good conversations. We had conversations that, that didn't go so well or he disagreed with things that I wrote, which is fine. My, my whole thing is as long as things are honest up front, um, it doesn't really matter to me whether you agree or disagree with something I wrote as long as we can be honest with each other and, and respectful of each other. And, um, and I think if he thought you were doing your homework, uh, he was he was good with that, even if he disagreed with the, with the premise of what you were you were writing. And so, I always respected that about him, and I respect from an owner standpoint that um, he wasn't just about how do I make the most money. Now, obviously, that's very important to him, and it's very high on his list. But he he's always been very emotionally invested in, in his team wanting to win, and I think he does really live and die with wins and losses. So, I, I got to say here in Atlanta. Um, that I mean, obviously, in terms of the Hawks, it's been very limited, right? Before Tony Wrestler, <clears throat> who I would say at this point, our relationship is not great. Following a Q and A I did with him a year ago, um, it was the Atlanta Spirit, and they were horrible owners. Yeah. And prior to them, it was it was Ted Turner, who was great. Although my my, I'll, I'll say this: my my um, interactions with Ted Turner were very limited. Um, you know, unfortunately, I wasn't here in Atlanta or covering the team when he dressed up as a manager one day. I would have loved to have been here for that. The baseball told him, don't do that again, but I would have killed to be a reporter down yeah, yeah. The team here in Atlanta. <laughs> uh, so I, I never had the, uh, the joy of covering really Ted Turner full time as, as an owner. Wow, fantastic, fantastic stuff. Yeah, we, we, we are we up against it. We're going to have to run, but we appreciate you. <laughs> Spending some time and yeah, reflecting Jeff. with us, and uh, don't be a stranger, man. Please. We're going to check back with no, you. No, you know months. what? I, I'm just an old guy, you know, right now living on a fixed income, sitting at home, you know, waiting to see what shows come on TV. So you guys can call me anytime because I got nothing to do, you know. And you know, you're, you 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 called me at nine twenty. That's perfect. I don't have to worry about not being able to sleep in and being woken up at seven, you know. Um, Said <laughs> to screw up my day of doing nothing. So I'm just. <laughs> I'm just sitting here, and my wife loves it because I told her I'm going to go do a radio hit. It's like, great, you know, go go do something. You know, <laughs> I think she's more worried about it. <laughs> um, so. any, listen, Jeff, we will then blow your phone up here because we're going to be calling you again, sir. <laughs> we give you a shout. No worries. Man. I look forward to it, man. I appreciate it, All Jeff. Right, thanks so much. <laughs> Sam and Greg here. We're going to get out of here and wrap up uh, our show, get you ready for a full day of football action. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.